Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Healthy But Human podcast. My name is Callie Jardine, and I'm your podcast host. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so freaking excited that you're here. If you are returning and you've listened before, welcome back, my beautiful queen. In today's episode, I'm so excited because I'm currently in Hawaii recording this episode at 8.21 p.m. So if you're like on the mainland and you're in like eastern time zone, it's probably the middle of the night wherever you are when I'm recording this. But besides that point, we're drinking wine. We um, are currently drinking a delicious Casas del... I don't even know how to pronounce this. Basque. Casas del Bosque, Pinot Noir, and we just recorded a really cool um, grocery haul of our faves, our staples from Foodland. So um, just like a little rundown so you guys can add this to your grocery list for next time you're going to the grocery store, like get your pen and paper right now. Okay, here we go. You're going to get yourself a little, you're going to go to the stuffed animal aisle first, and you're going to essentials and you're gonna get yourself a plushie a tm plushie so we both got matching circular squishy animals and um basically like the reason that happened was because i was like hey delilah we should find each other the weirdest obscure item in the store that we'd both like so we ended up in the stuffed animal aisle and before you know it we're like holding these squash squashy squishy animals and yeah so we continued to go and get some weird more weird obscure items we got some seaweed some wasabi seaweed because you know it makes sense some pinot noir that we're currently drinking some paleo pancake mix ice cream macadamia nut ice cream um greek yogurt and what else did we got did we get anything else we got i think that was it that was it that was a lot but it was a good mixture of things we're forgetting something i feel like we're forgetting something yeah i don't know anywho weird assortment of items okay so imagine this we're walking through the grocery store holding our weird assortment of items post post happy hour and we are like dressed cute first of all if you've never been to hawaii basically in hawaii people walk around the grocery store barefoot and Maybe that's a North Shore thing, though. Maybe that's, like, I don't know. Because I think in Waikiki, it's, like, so touristy. But, like, in on the North Shore, I feel like, I don't know. People are just very, like, themselves. Like, like barefoot everywhere. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, we, like, free flow about. But, like, <laughs> so the fact that Delilah and I were, like, literally wearing, like, cute clothes. Outfits. outfits. I was wearing heeled cowboy boots. We're, like, strutting around the store, holding our weird items, getting looks from people, put our stuff down or not put our, stuff down, put our stuff down pay for it and as we're walking out of the grocery store guys okay masculine energy was not a vibe and i thought i had escaped this from miami the cat calling all that jazz so basically this like <laughs> this is where the story gets so weird okay this is also like literally has nothing to do with the podcast but like i just want to show the story because it's great we stayed in hawaii in the summer 
And we stayed in this house and great house, but there was a gardener and the gardener was a little like a little weird. He didn't exercise boundaries with us. He would just enter the property at any which hour. Um, Sometimes he would do nice things like he would bring us papayas but it was a little odd when, like, we didn't know who he was. And this man, this older man, was just singing like, and bringing yeah. us papayas, like, behind our gate of our Airbnb. Like, yeah. you know, it was so and interesting. The, the boundaries were really broken one time when I was walking by the bus station. And he asked to borrow my phone. And I didn't know who it was. And I realized, oh, it's the gardener. And I was like, okay. And he called the Airbnb host on my phone multiple times. And it was just like, kind of a weird, like, weird vibes. Anywho, we run into him today. Obviously does not remember us, but he literally looks at me and goes, those boots are made for walking. And I'm like, okay. Like a little more cat Like definitely like a little creepy. The fact that he was the gardener just made things worse. Anyway, because like we literally had experiences with this guy. So next up, (laughs) you can share the the story. Okay. I'll just like do an abridged version. So like basically we're walking to the car and there's another guy that kind of makes some sort of comment in our direction like oh hey you or like something like very strange and I look and I realize like a flash a memory if you will from a few months ago okay so this evening a few months ago when I was I was on North Shore and I had some friends visiting and we were going to this sort of like kind of bougie resort for the evening and we decided as me and my strange friends do we're all kind of weirdos Callie included we decided that we were gonna have alter ego personas for the night so like my name was like Iris my friend she was supposed to be like a like she just signed with a record deal that night like we had these whole crazy stories they're very involved so anyway so we go to the resort and while we're at the resort we're sitting at the bar and this this guy comes up to us and he offers to buy us a round of drinks and we're like of course that's fine so we're just chatting with him, asking him like questions. And of course, like five minutes later, he's crying about his life <laughs> and his daughter. Um, and, you know, we were being supportive of that, of course. But that being said, it was like very fine, like being friendly. But then later on, he starts texting me and he's like, come to the beach. Meet me now. Meet me. Where are you? I want to take you out to sushi. Like all, all in the same breath on text. I respond very friendly, but also like the undertones of, you know, being like, I'm never going to see you again. Please stop texting me. Fast forward to tonight when Callie and I are in Foodland walking through the parking lot and he, I realize that this is the same man, the same man from the resort who is now just there again. There he is. So he just kind of came back. So it was just like a lot of stuff going on. Like we had had this amazing haul of like all these things we bought, feeling great about our decisions. Then having the gardener, the Turtle Bay dad. There was another guy the cat called us too. Oh yeah, who was that? He guy? like like drove by and like cat called us. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, there was like an assortment of them. So like it was a very unique evening and an hour back and we're like, okay, so that was very interesting. A lot happened at Foodland. And that's like a thing on the North Shore. If you've ever been in North Shore, you know Foodland is like where things happen. So if you want to be entertained in North Shore, go to Foodland and wear heeled boots and get weird items anyway that is this evening's update um yeah so other than that the trip's been really amazing that was great like we've had some really funny stories happen and like 
I could probably spend like an hour talking about all of them. But like basically we have a really weird, like extremely beat up car. We're driving around. It was okay. Look, it was cheaper to drive this car around. You can't get out of the driver's door. You have to climb over to get out through the passenger door. After you roll down the window, reach your arm to grab for the outside handle, open the passenger door, roll up the window, then turn off the car, then climb over. Like, yeah, like, okay. It's a little bit like a lot to like get out of the car, but like it, it was like a much more affordable option than renting a car. So anyway, we are driving up, we're staying on top of a hill and we're having to drive this like old car that has like the check engine light on up this hill every time. So we're like a little bit scared for our lives. Like we, we pray like every single time we're about to drive up the hill. And yeah, it's been a very eventful trip. And I always know going into this, like Hawaii trips are like very unique and like a lot happens. It's really great memories and like just funny laughs and like you're praying for your life half the time. Um, if you're doing it right, baby. If you're doing it right. I mean, I literally like craziest story, like craziest, most life threatening thing I've done this trip is um, almost get electrocuted. I actually, no, I didn't almost, I did get electrocuted. I was plugging my computer charger into the wall, like really dangerous activity and I got electrocuted. So <laughs> let me just add here that like, sh- I literally was like on the bed and she comes into the room and she just looks kind of like shell shocked and she just goes, Delilah. And I was like, yeah, she goes, I just got electrocuted. I'm like, of course, of, like any friend, any human would be like, what? Like what's going on? I was and- in shock. Haha. <laughs> and literally she's like, Yeah, like I just got electrocuted plugging my thing in and I was like, like where? Like your hand? She's like, all the way up to my elbow. And I'm like, Are you in babe? Like, are you okay? And she's like, I don't know. And then she, of course, like five minutes later, then we're like on like Google D, like looking up how and it's like your arms are gonna fall off. Like, like my limbs are gonna fall off and I'm like, You're fine and then I survived. I can now officially say I've been electrocuted and survived. Oh, anyway. That's true. Honestly, yeah, like my two truths and a lie. Yeah, that, but like people will guess that because like I can't lie and because that's too obscure. People will be like, oh, it's obviously a truth. Anyway, that was a very long introduction, longer than usual, but I like felt like those stories were just very much needed for you to know. Um, anyway, we're going to do our little self check-ins <laughs> after that nice story to like just like regroup ourselves before we get into kind of a part two of navigating your 20s. Um, so basically, just so you know, before like we do our check-in, my friend Delilah next to me is one of my really close friends. We went to Hawaii in the summer together and that was the first time we ever met each other. And basically we were like total strangers. We ended up living together for 18 days and we met through social media, fun fact. And it was a group of us girls and we literally became all like best friends. And it's just, she's like a very inspiring person in my life. She's really into sustainability and human connection. And we'll talk like more about that. But basically we're both the same age and we have been experiencing similar, just kind of like struggles, I guess you could say post-grad. And I feel like we have a lot, we've been like having great conversations on this trip and like we wanted to hop on the podcast together and share it with you. So anyway, let's quickly do a self-check-in and then we will get started. Okay. So I want everyone to just like take a moment, take a big inhale through your nose, just regroup, exhale, any stress, any doubts, just let out your mouth. One more time, big inhale through your nose, growing a little bit taller. And exhale through your mouth, any stress, any doubts. And then just open your eyes or you can keep them closed, whatever feels better. And I want you to tell yourself one thing that you love about you. One compliment. It can be anything. And now I want you to tell yourself one thing that you're proud of that you accomplished today or did today. 
And now I want you to ask yourself, what is my intention for this week? What would make this week amazing? And now I want you to promise to yourself that you are going to do everything you can to make that intention happen. So maybe you just say, I am blank. I promise to myself that I'm doing blank. And now I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 30 minutes? If you haven't, I want you to stand up right now, stretch your legs, shake them out, and just release some stress and tension in your body. Get the body moving, feeling good. And now I want you to ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? If you haven't, pause the podcast, go grab yourself a nice glass of water, sip on it, and hydrate your hot bod, and then unpause the podcast. And lastly, I want you to think back to your younger self. And I want you to, in your younger self's eyes, I want you to think about something that you would be so proud of that you have accomplished up to this point in your life. That your younger self would be like, wow, look at her go. Or look at him go. And I want you to leave... I want to leave you with that in terms of the self check-in is it's so important to be proud of yourself and take moments to just like hit a hit pause in your journey and look back and be like, wow, like I did that thing. It's really important too. We often are just like kind of go, go, go mode and we forget to like think about where we are in our journeys. And when you reflect on your day, when you reflect on your week, it's really cool when you see how much you've accomplished. So on that note, I want to introduce Delilah. I'm going to let her tell you about herself and then we'll get going. Here she is. Hello, everyone. I am so grateful to be here. And, you know, Callie and I were talking and she's like, whenever we're together, we talk about literally everything under the sun. And she's just like one of those like very rare and special friends where I just feel like she truly like lives and breathes her passions, like everything that she shows up as for you all and just like in her space and her community like that's how she feels as a friend too like so inspiring so loving just so just unabashedly herself and that like inspires me so much so the fact that we met over the summer was just such a blessing in my life and something I'm so grateful for like I can't even express it um so so thankful to be here right now um a little bit about me so uh I graduated last spring I went to school in Washington, D.C., and I grew up in Northern Virginia, which is, like, right outside D.C. Um, I am very passionate about sustainability and human connection, and I just sort of feel like my mission in life is to try to encourage people to feel more connected with themselves, one another, and the planet. So I have been talking to Callie a lot recently, too, just about how, like, it's so strange, you know, to be so aware of your passions and wanting to make such a difference and an impact in the world but also kind of trying to figure out like where is my space in doing that like how can I figure out my footing so I can best help others so that is sort of something I'm currently kind of rumbling through myself but um it's been really amazing being with Callie and just having these great conversations um yeah so I'm very excited to be here and to talk through different things but um yeah just so happy to be with her and sitting here and I'm so excited to get into this conversation oh my gosh let's get into it <laughs> um okay 20s, so baby. our 20s baby our roaring 20s cheers cheers to our roaring cheers. 20s cheers. cheers okay so let's just start from like square one 
what is one piece of advice like that you have been told about your 20s like how to live your 20s that was actually a good piece of advice or even advice you have for somebody Mm. I'm gonna share one that I actually was told today um so I think sometimes the best pieces of advice can be told to you by people that know you the best. And I think sometimes it can be a little bit difficult because I do think that sometimes like we're so influenced by the people that know us the best that it can feel like a lot of pressure, like what people say. And then it's, it's scary to disagree with them. But I do think there's some moments when that advice is like very sound. And I think that one thing that my parents said today, one of my parents, they just said like, you're in your 20s. Like, I know that it's easy to compare, but don't be afraid to roll the dice and to bet on yourself. And hearing that from one of my parents is like very confirming, but that is also something that I would say to other people like my age too is, is sometimes like you just got to roll the dice and also be okay with quote unquote failing or having it not pan out like how you want it to because it always leads you somewhere else you know and every time that I think about moments where like I have taken a risk and even if it hasn't led me like where I wanted it to necessarily at the beginning or where I thought it would like I truly learned and grew from it and it led me to something else you know what is an example of that for you I would say one would be coming to Hawaii. I would say like, so basically Callie and I came over the summer with our other friends who we were all strangers at the time, as, as we had mentioned. And I and one of our other friends wanted to come back. And I was just like really distraught. I was like, is this a good decision? I just graduated college after, and I had done a year and a half of online school, literally behind my computer all day. And it just felt like a lot of my other friends were going this one path. Like they were going right into work and like they're kind of like nine to five jobs and like, which was great. But I just sort of felt like I was really called to come back to Hawaii and to be with my friend in the space and the zone. And don't get me wrong. Like there was a lot of trials and tribulations (laughs) when I was back. And there was a lot of things like I had to realize I was like, okay, I need to check my expectations that I had because like I had had these certain expectations that were very different, like how it manifested. But that being said, I think that I really did a lot of growth and sort of self-reflection that were necessary and like healing that I had been, I just had been running away for so long from so many things and just being in a zone where I just really had to sit with myself and like really think and reflect on like a lot of complexes I had and like my passions and my interests and everything like I really appreciate and value that despite the fact that there were times when certain family members or friends or strangers would sort of give me this like look in their eye when when they'd ask me like oh what are you doing and I was like oh I'm like going to Hawaii for a little bit and they'd be like why and I'd be like oh like you know, I want to work and just sort of realign myself and just having that look that people would give you sometimes just like feels judgmental and kind of being having to like cast that aside to like keep going and like 
I don't know I would just I'd really like try to tell people who were also kind of in a similar boat where they're just like at a crossroads like at the end of the day you really have to just bet on yourself you know and like it can be really hard it can be really hard because I think like we're we're in a society that like makes us feel like constantly inadequate like that we shouldn't bet on ourselves yeah I mean I can completely completely I felt the exact same way especially since I quit my full-time job it's like that question of oh like what do you do and it's not like a one-word answer of oh like I'm a marketing director or it's like so um I actually have my online Pilates studio and I am a full-time content creator and it's like that look of like what like a lot of people respond like oh that's really cool but you can tell when they're like I don't understand what that is and like I've started to realize something is when people give you that look of kind of judgment or your parents or your grandparents don't understand what you're doing which is like my life <laughs> my parents like my parents like support and love me to death and like they try so hard to understand what I'm doing my grandparents have no idea what I'm doing like they don't know what social media is you have to remember that that look is their insecurities mm-hmm. coming out it's their I've noticed it's like when I don't have a quote-unquote secure 100% job like I'm I have a salary like I don't know what I'm I don't know what's going to happen next year, basically. Like, I don't have that number in front of me. It's, like, my... Those people that look at you like that are people that are not good with that risk. They're, like, oh. It's, like, you can see it flash before their eyes. Like, oh, what? Like, and a lot of times, it's, like, they just don't understand fully, like, what it entails. And you truly just have to battle on yourself. And you have to listen to one what your passions are because if you try to suffocate your passions to do something that is not fulfilling that only makes you money like sometimes you have like sometimes like that's the right move when you're financially like you need to make money in that moment but in the long term it's like if you just push your passion aside you're going to end up miserable no matter what you're doing no matter how much money you're making if you don't love what you're doing at one point in your life like you're gonna feel not amazing and it's Like I got to that point in literally six months. I thought I was going to love my job because it was my major. It was making me money. But I was always in this weird place of like, oh, like I don't want to do my job right now. I just want to create. I want to film content. And like that's when I learned like, oh, my passion is not my job. Have you ever, have you like experienced that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's like something that's really difficult. And I, I want to like talk to ask you about this too, where it's like, how do you, how do you think like you balance, you know, doing certain things that like you feel like you need to do, like True. just especially when you're in your 20s and there's like this idea of like you kind of have to like pay your dues, quote unquote, in the sense of like doing things that you don't need to do, you know, with also being someone who's very passion driven and like creative and wanting to give back and like those are things that we share so I feel the most alive in myself and clear and not in my head and like self-doubting when I'm creating and giving and you know having the space to really like live out my passions and like try to like 
and talking to sustainability about sustainability with people and things like that but like balancing that with okay well you know do I just need to do this for the time being like do like for you do I need to take a job for the time being like that it's a very difficult balance because you're having these like many things parroted in both of your ears and like Mm -hmm. when people like your parents your grandparents whatever are giving you that look like it can be very difficult so like with you I think that was such a brave decision to pivot from your job your like corporate nine-to-five job to rolling the dice and betting on yourself and doing your everything else your business full-time like what did you draw upon in that decision like when you had to like not only one decide that you were going to pivot but two like how to tell everyone around you and sort of like be able to take whatever they said and like whatever looks they gave and all that stuff like what 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 did you think about okay so first of all I definitely got to this point where like basically I was so my just like long story short is like my mom she's like my accountant and so she knows all my numbers she knows where I'm at financially and I'm extremely blessed that my mom is able to do that for me like that's very huge but at the same time she is like I she knows my numbers so if I very like vulnerable like I don't know like I feel like when my parents ask me that kind of stuff I like skirt around the question it's it's interesting because it used to be like that but recently I think I've had this conversation with her where it's just very much when we're working on financial stuff it's kind of strictly business it's strictly unbiased unjudgmental opinion like she sees that I've purchased spray tans (laughs) when maybe financially I shouldn't have but anywho (laughs) I think what happened for me at least is I quickly got to a point that I was like I told you this um a few nights ago but it's like I was so my mental health was at its absolute high when I left Hawaii in July and then I took I started my job in August and over the course of six months I started just to slowly deteriorate as I was spending every day of my life doing majority of the day working on things that just gave me literally no passion no spark really was not creative creative based just it was just a job that I was kind of forcing myself to do and it got to a point where I started to not eat lunch I started to work through lunch I felt like I had too much to do I was working my butt off I was working on my my business on the side not being paid enough like it was absolutely just it was too much and I felt my mental health starting to slip a lot really fast I felt my anxiety getting out of control I'd cry every day I was just like constantly waking up feeling kind of hopeless and just in this weird mindset and I got to a point I was just talking to my boyfriend and I was I realized like really quickly that a low salary any salary is not worth suffering with mental health it's not worth it no amount of money is worth having extreme anxiety and depression and not eating enough food because you're so stressed like nothing is worth that nothing like if you have a million dollars but you have extreme extreme depression 
what's the point of having a million dollars if you don't even enjoy your life? Like it just doesn't add up. And I realized that really fast and I made a decision. I didn't even talk to my parents about it. I didn't even talk to anyone. I decided like, I was like, like, you know what? Like I value my mental health. I've, I know if my mental health is not good, nothing else in my life is going to be good because if I can't get from an empty cup. And so I quit my job and I gave like my two weeks and everything. It was liberating, honestly. And then once I did that, I've been healing for the past few months. I definitely have been working really hard on improving my mental health again. It's been a journey and it's not linear, but I have to say like that for me is my journey with it. And I told my parents and I explained like why I did this choice I made. And obviously I frankly just said like, this was my decision and I'm an adult and like, they just didn't, they didn't judge me because we're like, when you're in your twenties, you're an adult and your parents obviously care about you. And any response from my parents was purely out of love. But I did realize like really fast, I'm in my twenties. I'm not under my parents' support anymore. I'm making my decisions and I know it's best for me. So I'm just going to just shamelessly make this choice. And I'm not going to let someone else's judgment or opinions affect how I feel because I know myself so well and I know that like this is gonna this is what I need and it was absolutely the right choice and like what was the second part of your question like telling people yeah I was just sort of like what what did you draw upon like in that moment to kind of just like because even though you had you had resolve like you had already resolved yourself to the fact that you well you quit your job so that happened but then it was sort of like what kind of headspace because I think this might be helpful for people too who like maybe have made decisions and they need to like tell like the people that care about them and are nervous maybe about reactions that could be varied like what did you kind of draw upon in that in those conversations so I have like briefly touched on this before my podcast and like once again like this podcast and my beliefs everything like I'm not wanting to force this on anyone but I am Christian and I have a devotional I read every single day it's by Sadie Robertson it's literally amazing and I actually like prayed about my decision and I read this devotional and I'm not even joking the devotional like I opened up specifically was talking about quitting your job it was really cool really powerful And the craziest thing was when I told my parents that I had quit my job my two weeks in, I shared with them the devotion that I read because my parents are also Christians. My dad was studying that exact Bible verse that was in the devotional that week in his Bible study. That's crazy. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Wow. Like that was really, really secure for me. And I think in that moment, like my parents also knew like that was the right thing for me. It's, and it's like my situation is a little bit different. Like if your family's not religious, it's like I just tapped into like what my parents believe, what I believe. And I was like, I prayed about it. So that definitely helped me a lot. But like regardless, I think what's really important when you share like a, t- like a hard decision like that with your family is you don't ha- you don't owe anyone an explanation. Like you never owe anyone an explanation. If they give you a hard time and you want to give them an explanation, always make sure you stress your your health first. Your parents love and care about you and they want you to be safe and secure and healthy and it's all out of love. So when you stress that it was about your health, it was about your passions and what makes you feel like you're giving 
value into the world and your purpose like if your parents don't believe in you it's like that's okay and they'll eventually come to terms with it but it's yeah I mean no that's amazing like I hadn't heard that part of the story so that's that's really incredible like those little coincidences sometimes can feel like so incredibly validating Mm -hmm. I also do want to say though that to all the people pleasers out there and as a recovering people pleaser myself I think that we need to give ourselves the permission to please ourselves first and not only please yourself first but to realize that not only is it okay but like we need to live for ourselves first too and it's very easy when like there's a lot of people around us that we care about and if we are people pleasers whatever like Mm -hmm. to constantly try to like live out our decisions for other people and like I really think that our 20s are an amazing period for us to kind of test out the waters of like what is it like to make decisions where like I'm trying to live for myself and my happiness and my decisions aren't contingent on other people you know no I I completely agree with that it's like when you it's like like something that has really just helped guide me a lot in my 20s and in this confusing post-college or even if you didn't go to college just transitional period of time is tapping into those things that you are passionate about what lights you up every day like what are things that you could spend hours doing unpaid and just love like for me, it's, you already know, it's teaching. I love, love, love to teach. I would teach Pilates and I have taught Pilates before for free to my friends, to community classes. We did that today. We did a little booty burn. <laughs> booty burn, maybe. And it's like, I just love teaching. And I, I learned that like when I was younger, cause I used to coach figure skating and I just absolutely love teaching. It lights me up. And it's like finding those things that light you up and trying to make you can make a career and make money out of everything anything though it's so cool nowadays like how you can make money the world is your oyster truly you just have to map it out you just have to figure out what is my end goal and then work backwards to figuring out what does it take to get to the end goal what's your end goal by the way like what like not even end goal like what is something that is a goal for you like either professionally or personally that you hope to attain so I think I'm going to answer this like in a weird way so when I was younger I watched this show and I've like briefly mentioned it to you and it's called parts unknown and it's by this guy named Anthony Bourdain like he's like the main guy he's like the host of the show and basically like he travels around the world and he connects with people of all walks of life through food and they sit at a table they eat food together but it's so much more than that it's like no matter where you're from what you're like any background it's like we are all human and he somehow like is able to like bring history alive and culture and everything by sitting at a table with someone and I think that like as a as a young child like that that seeing that show made me think about just like the power of travel 
and connection and it like changed my life and so I think a dream of mine would be to create something where people can watch and are inspired to connect with one another and with the planet deeply and realize how interconnected that is and I think that storytelling is so powerful and like it can literally move mountains and I really just want to be able to create stories that can influence change like on the individual level and the societal level and for the planet and it's just getting there like it's figuring out what that looks like the path because it can look like so many different things that I'm currently figuring out but I know that sort of that's the dream the ultimate dream to give someone that same feeling that I had you know do you think that you can make a wrong decision that would completely change the course of your path like like okay obviously you can't like the whole the whole question is like if you have a dream like do you think that there is a decision that you can make that could make it where you don't get to that dream like is there is there any wrong decision you can make besides like obviously doing something that could risk your entire life I think there are decisions that you can make that can completely thwart your dream and make that particular dream not happen. But I think that it can lead to other dreams happening that you hadn't originally planned for or wanted. Mm. And I think about certain people that I know who are, you know, in of our parents' age in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, who are somewhere completely different than the dream that they probably had at our age and made some decisions that, like, made that particular dream not happen but, like, led to other things that brought them similar amounts of hardship and similar amounts of joy as their initial dream. Um, but what do you think about this though? Okay. So say you get to that point, say like you have a dream, right? And you don't achieve that initial dream that you had sort of set and achieve isn't the right word. doesn't transpire. The initial dream that you set forward hasn't like didn't transpire by the end of your life, but other beautiful, amazing things had come into your life. How do you think people can reckon with like and this is obviously so far away from where we are but I think it's really fascinating like reckon with being grateful and present and proud of like your life your beautiful one-of-a-kind life with also regret which is literally just a part of the human experience like every human will always experience regret at some points Mm -hmm. you know like it's how do you not let things changing course and regret overcome you and overshadow how blessed you are and how resilient you are and how successful you are that's such a deep question um I love it no I like love it three glasses of pinot Pinot in so I am actually going to share a story because I think stories are more powerful like you said they move mountains than just saying a statement when I was a kid 
from eight years old until like 17, I wanted to go to the Olympics as a figure skater and win a gold medal. I lived and breathed this dream. I was so determined. I spent my entire childhood training for this dream, training with such passion. And then one day my dad lost his job and my mom was in the car with me after practice and she told me that I was going to have to cut back on my training hours because skating is incredibly expensive sport and at the time I I think I was like I was I was a freshman in high school yeah I was I was so I would have been like 15 16 and I was absolutely heartbroken because that meant that my dream was not going to happen because if you're going to the Olympics you're you're training like and I remember having that harsh reality hit me that I wasn't going to the Olympics, that my dream wasn't going to happen. That's all I knew. And that was like the hardest thing as a kid, having that happen, like that pain, like that was something that like was literally terrible. Like I cared so much about it. And I, it took me a long time to forgive my parents for that. And now I totally can understand and see where they they came from. Like that was, they didn't ever want me to have to quit my dream. Like it just, they tried everything to make it work. And I like love them for that, for all the sacrifices they, they made for me. Um, but I think what helped me overcome that was re-falling or falling in love with new passions. And it's like, what I do now in a weird way is really similar to figure skating. It's like an individual thing, but I have a team of people that support me. It's growing every day, trying new things, working at something, building something. And it's come like it's entrepreneurship. It comes in waves, ups and downs, ebbs and flows. It's a tough, tough place to be in. And I have big, big dreams. And I'm the one that's pushing them to make them happen. So I take that same passion I had as a kid and I apply it to my business now. And I think what I've learned is because like obviously blocks have come up from my skating career, from losing that dream in my business. It's tough. It's really hard. But I've learned like truly like it's so cliche, but everything happens for a reason. Like we have paths that we're on and doors close for reasons. New doors open for reasons. It's like, who knows if I had become an Olympic athlete, like you look at the the Olympics I wanted to go to were 2022, the past ones. If you don't watch figure skating, there was like all this drama that went down and Russian, like the Russian um, skaters like dominate the sport of figure skating. And like, there was so much drama that happened with this, like the Russian skaters. And it was like, I think it was like the Russian, like two Russians and one girl from Japan, like took the podium and there was the U.S. skaters just like are amazing, but they're just not quite up to the technical level as the um, Russians and Japanese skaters. So it's like, if I'd made it to the Olympics, like I probably wouldn't have even gotten on the podium. And as a result, like I would have felt like a failure. I don't know. Like you can't predict the future. Who knows? But like, or like what would have happened? All I'm saying is like, things happen for reasons. Like I'm where I am for a reason. I've met people. I've had these experiences for a reason. And like, like understanding that maybe when you don't understand what's happening in your life right now, it's okay. Like you're in the happening. Like I heard that on like Lexi Hidalgo's podcast, like you're in the happening and stuck with me forever. It's like you have to just be present with where you are and just have this trust that things are going to work out how they're going to work out. And like, I literally just like every day I wake up and just try to like 
add some value to someone's life that day and like that means I've accomplished yeah Yeah. it's like not putting all your worth into your dreams having dreams but also taking steps each day to feel fulfilled and to like add value to your passion just one day at a time that was a really long answer that's that's incredible and I also just like so like just blown away because I didn't know that you know and I I feel like we've we've talked through so many things but like one of the most amazing things to me about friendships is just like there's always more to learn and like more to know about your friends and like I don't know so thank you for thanks for sharing that (laughs) um but yeah I don't I don't know I just I also think like everything also is just so much about like perspective and like the idea that like like I love that we're in the happening and it's also just like no matter what we can draw upon a reservoir of like being grateful for what we've experienced and like where we are you know and I think that we especially with like the digital and social media age like I feel like such a freaking grandma when I say that I always like bring it back to like the fucking digital age I'm sorry but it's like it's like we're we can we're so connected and then more disconnected than ever in so many ways and I think that if we really celebrated more each other's like capacity for resilience and just like the fact that literally every single human on earth even the ones that you think have just the most like easy lives have still had moments where they've had to exercise resilience you know like we'd be so much more compassionate with each other and ourselves I think if it was more normal in society to be like yo like we've all (laughs) gone through so much you know and it's like we've all like a lot of people have had their dreams not work out and think that they're a failure because of that when in reality it's like they've done so many amazing things like they've created whole new dreams for themselves they've maybe even like made other things possible for other people they don't even know like just by being alive and existing and just showing up in the world like that's such a beautiful and amazing thing it just like blows my mind that like we including myself like and my family sometimes don't see ourselves as worthy or enough or successful because we didn't follow like one particular Mm. path or expectation you know, it's such, I don't think that's, I think we need to change that. I don't know. I agree. <laughs> no, I love when you, like you said that, I think it was today even, you were just like, every single human being has gone through a lot and we're resilient. Every single one of us, no matter what age we've had things happen, we've moved through it. And like, I think this even goes to loving your body, having body image, like yeah. good body images. Instead of looking at yourself just aesthetically, looking at how strong your body is and how much it's gotten you through it's healed through sicknesses it's healed through injury it has energy to wake you up in the morning and to move you around throughout the day like when you really think about your body we're freaking strong and it just is so much more than having that perfect body that society pushes on us it's and it's like I had this realization today because I was experiencing really low body image I was critiquing every single thing about myself And I was like, why am I doing this? Like my body is literally about to work out and feel strong and 
some people like don't even have the capability to move their bodies and it's just like celebrating the fact that you do and that you can move in some way is huge it's like and so for you it's like let's just go into some body image stuff like obviously you've shared a lot with me about things you've experienced like how do you how do you have positive body image like what is something that you do every day like when you're feeling kind of low about yourself I think that like this is this is a very personal question because um I've definitely dealt with a lot of stuff when it comes to this and I think that I really try to ground myself when I think about that kind of stuff because it's it's inevitable especially like social media and stuff like you just you just like compare it's so hard not to um but I just really try to just like just marinate in gratitude and I think about the fact that I'm like there were times when my body like the health of my physical body was affecting my mind it was affecting how I show up with in my relationships and I focus on the fact that like I'm like I am so much more me in this world when I take care of my body and when it, it when I am intuitive with it when it doesn't matter how it looks but just how I feel that's when I feel like I'm the most aligned with like my purpose when I give the most to people to the planet like to myself like it's so I think a lot of it's focused and rooted in gratitude and just yeah I would say that would be like what I try to like orient myself but you know it's, it's really difficult like sometimes like you also really just need to be vulnerable enough to like have a couple people doesn't have to be many but that you can feel like you can share those thoughts with when they arise and not feel and not feel ashamed about it because even if you're someone okay so like say you're someone who has already been through a big journey with like body image eating etc and you almost feel like a new stage of like shame where you feel like okay I've gotten through certain things And if things arise, like thoughts arise, like you can't say that you can't save or vocalize when thoughts come back, you know, because you're like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm like back there, whatever, whatever. No, it's like there are people who you can find or who you have in your life or, you know, you reach out to me or Callie and it's like you can express when it's like I'm struggling again or I have a thought creep up, you know. Like, that's not a weakness to have that happen. No, absolutely not. And it's it's also one of those things, too, where, I mean, like, I was, we were literally talking about this earlier today. It's just, it's like when you have, you've thought you've healed from something, like, sometimes old thought patterns do come up when you're triggered. And it's, once again, just being mindful when they do, trying to be aware of, those things that come up and like identifying that they're happening and like not judging yourself for it not being hard on yourself but working through it so maybe writing down in the journal figuring out like what triggered you figuring out what would make you feel better and working through it instead of just pushing it to the side and being like oh like yeah like that's not I that's like irrelevant or whatever so yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, I think that one thing that someone told me, I can't even remember the context of it, but it was just like 
things can grow and like fester in the darkness and like that can be applied to so many things but like let's just say we're talking about this particular you know example where it's like like if you are struggling with that kind of thing it's like not talking about it just hampering it down shoving it away it just festers like it doesn't disappear it just it's there and then all of a sudden maybe it'll it'll boil over and like that'll be an issue again you know so I think finding ways to release and like even if if that's talking if that's writing if that's whatever it is like that release is really necessary that's I love that word release I mean journaling for me is a really big release that I resist for some reason oh my god we never talked about this part too wait you resist journaling when I journal, I feel like I do it literally like once every like I want it like like half year. Like it's so far between because when I do it, it like exhausts me. Yeah. It yes. feels like yes. I I'm so like I pour my entire like being and soul and then I'm so I'm like, oh my god, that's so fucking like overwhelming, exhausting. And then like I don't do I like resist doing it because I'm just like I can't deal with that. Yeah. But then the other day when you were like on the plane and you journal the entire time and you just were able to journal about like you were saying career and relationships and yourself and body image and like all <laughs> like these everything. things. I was like fuck like I was on my phone the entire time like I was on like you know and it's like you can really like do so much good reflection if you just take some time literally put your pen on a paper be present and like fly like soar away and and it's yes maybe it'll be tiring but like where it takes you can be so transformative it's just starting journaling like I think I've realized a lot of things when they feel overwhelming and you feel like they're going to exhaust you you just have to literally just start just write like one thing and like half the time that's how it flows out of you also can I just say really fast you don't need to if it helps that's amazing but you don't need to buy like a 30 dollar journal of like prompts daily journal prompts like you literally can just open up your notebook a plain composition book and maybe make a goal of just like writing like half a page and answer like ask yourself a question it can literally be like how am I feeling today or like what is one thing I'm proud of or like any literally any of the questions that Callie asks like on her on her Instagram stories or her podcast or like anything if you just write a few sentences on that like that's sometimes like it's all it need all you need just like start going like a question that I asked myself when I journaled 30 pages they really got me going you guys really got me going was I asked myself when I'm about this is my sound morbid when I'm about to die and I look back on my life what will I be most fulfilled by like what is something that I would have done that would have fulfilled me and that was me trying to figure out like where am I going with my life (laughs) And it's a really great exercise to do because you realize really quickly that it's like the superficial things don't fulfill you. For me, it was like adding value to people's lives, sharing love with the world, making connection, like all that stuff. It wasn't 
I want to be a billionaire. Oh, I want to be famous. Like none of that stuff matters. When you are on your deathbed, I highly likely doubt you're going to look back and be like, oh, like shoot. Like I really wish that I had purchased that like 100 foot, hundreds like tiny, I don't even know, like I don't know feet, like massive mega yacht and been able to like flaunt it on social media. No, you're not going to care. You're going to care about stuff that actually mattered, like having deep friendships, having fulfilling passions. Like that's what you really care about. And I don't want to like put words in your mouth, but I just think that a lot of the stuff that is sold to us is trying to fulfill this short term need for satisfaction. And it's playing on the fact that as humans, we want instant gratification. And what really matters in our lives are those things that are actually fulfilling so when you figure out and ask yourself a question, just as simple as that, it's really great for guidance in where you should go in your life, especially in your 20s. Oh, yeah, no, I that question, like when you were saying that the other day, I just I loved it so much. Definitely is is hard to answer sometimes, but it's also like one of the easiest things, too. It's like if you let yourself be truly just like honest and intuitive with like okay, aside from everyone's perceptions, everyone's opinions, family included, friends included, just like, what do you really want out of this one wild and precious life of yours, you know? And we are taught, like shown this every single day where it's like, you don't know how long that's going to be. And that that shouldn't be like a morbid, scary thing, but it's just sort of like one, another question I like to ask too, is it's like, how can I what does living all the way up look like for me? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean every single day. Like there are many days when I'm just spending all day behind my computer doing work, like not quote unquote, like living, living it all the way up. Yeah. But I'm just saying overall being in a state of being where you are trying to live all the way up. And like, that's, by up I mean not on anyone else's standard not on society but like for you where physically mentally spiritually like you feel like you are seeking to maximize like your capacity right and like I don't think that we need to have the pressure of ever feeling like we need to like arrive or achieve there that whatever that point because that doesn't really exist like it's a moving target but it's like How can we feel, you know, like how can we act in accordance with the idea of like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I show, I like lived all the way up for others today myself. Like I am seeking like that feeling of showing up and that if everything were to be over, like, I'm sorry, but if everything were to be like over like today or in a week or in a month, like no maybe you wouldn't be satisfied maybe you wouldn't be like okay I've achieved everything I wanted to do but it'd be like I like showed up authentically as myself and I I live for myself and it's like and to do that it's just like taking those daily steps like any goal you have in your life you're only going to get there by taking the steps in the present moment like you're not going to get there by doing like we often worry so far in advance and it's just like, what can you actually control? And it's literally what you're doing right now in this moment of time. And that moment, this moment of time is precious. This is the time that you take those steps toward 
living in fulfillment and living aligned as your best self. So just keeping that in mind, like when you're making choices, no pressure at all, but it's just like remembering instead of letting everything you have to have done in the upcoming days like affect you mentally, trying to remember like what can I control right now? It's the decision I make right in front of me. So, yeah. We could literally talk for like two hours. The computer has 2% right now, guys. <laughs> literally going to make cutouts off. But do you have like anything else you want to say before we go? I feel like we could like probably record a part two tomorrow. <laughs> we probably could. Honestly, we, maybe we should. I would. Oh, my God. We're literally 1%. We're 1%. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I, like, I don't know if like this is supposed wait, to be like a. Okay. So I want to leave this off. Maybe we'll have a part two. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but with saying that, I like completely know what it's like. And I'm kind of currently living in this state of just like being in your early 20s or maybe you're a teenager or whatever, but like of just self-doubt and feeling like so lost. But I just really want to reinforce the fact that you have made it through so much like you are amazing for being here and for like showing up as you are authentically in this world and like maybe you don't give yourself enough credit for it but like you really are a resilient badass and I like know that I just know that because you're here and you're listening to this and whatever decisions that you have in your life that you are confused about and self-doubting or not sure what to do whichever thing you decide you will be okay and it'll take you to somewhere totally unexpected and there will be hardships but there's also going to be a lot of magic along the way and a lot of just unprecedented beauty and good and joy and just trust in yourself and trust in that and the and just trust in the unknown open your arms to the unknown because the best things happen when you do that take the leap and just show yourself some love in little moments even if you don't feel it 24 7 yeah that's so powerful and i absolutely 1000 percent have nothing more to add to that because that was like so amazing and beautifully said but truly like you are if you're listening to this podcast like i already know that you are taking steps and working towards living in alignment and like this is a step towards that goal you have and as simple as this just popping on a podcast so I truly truly am so grateful for you and I'm so proud of you and I'm proud that you're in this community and if you're ever ever having any self-doubts or anything you want to chat to me about like I'm here to listen to you unjudged like with no judgment feel free to shoot me a dm you can dm me on healthy but human pod or I'm sweaty and I know it on Instagram and I will seriously do my best to respond to you and make sure you're okay and you're feeling aligned in your journey. Um, also, I wanted to just quickly plug Delilah. Delilah, where can my listeners find you? She's a sustainable queen and human connector. So if you are into sustainability, which we all should be just throwing it out there, got to protect our planet. Um <laughs> Delilah has all the amazing facts and tips and best brands to shop at and it's she's like seriously her her Instagram and TikTok are like amazing 
like you also can find some cute ideas for your friends like she posts like the cutest little birthday gift ideas they're just really thoughtful like thoughtful gift ideas I literally love I love 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 her TikTok and yeah so like plug plug your TikTok go follow her guys will do okay so my TikTok is Delilah underscore Isabel and yeah like as Callie said I try just to do a lot of content about sustainable living in a very actionable way as well as ideas for just like ways to connect more with ourselves and each other and um also my instagram is delilah isabel underscore working on a podcast very inspired by this queen right here to start one because i fucking love talking to people so much it's so fun i love the podcast i love you guys and I absolutely love seeing you guys listen to the podcast. So make sure you tag me at Healthy Be Human Pod listening to this podcast. And if you love this podcast and you're feeling nice, leave me a nice review. It means the world and it really helps the podcast a lot. Other than that, have the best day ever, you guys. You know the drill. Stay sweaty. Keep eating amazing. And I will see you next week. Have the best day. You're amazing and so beautiful. And I could say a million great things about you. (laughs) All right. Bye. We love you. Bye, guys.